Hello, and welcome to the Source One podcast. Consider us your source for the latest procurement, supply management, and strategic sourcing insights, anytime, anywhere. The most thorough, best-designed RFP questionnaire counts for nothing if procurement can't interpret the results. Proper submission scoring is critical, yet many procurement pros commit at least a few mistakes that seriously damage their ability to assess their RFP responses. I've seen my fair share of mistakes over the years and work with clients to clear them up before it's too late. Today, I'd like to talk about the worst offenders, the unlucky 13. How many of these did your last RFP fall victim to? First, let's talk about evaluating questions. Number one, questions aren't weighted or aren't weighted properly. Not every question is created equal. Consider how important one response is versus another. Critical questions should receive the lion's share of total weight. I recommend starting at a high level, assigning weight to each category of question. Once done, delve into each category to distribute this weight to each individual question. Keep in mind, not every question needs to be scored. Some are for information gathering only. However, if you notice too many unscored questions, evaluate whether they need to be included in the first place. Two, kill switch responses aren't treated as such. On the subject of weight, some responses are so heavy that the wrong answer can, and should, disqualify a participant right out of the gate. If an unacceptable answer invalidates a proposal, don't bother weighing it. Call out the answer as grounds for dismissal. As an example, one critical question may ask for confirmation that a respondent can handle required volumes. If any responses indicate that a supplier can't, no amount of weight would suffice. They simply aren't a viable prospect. 3. Scoring is overly simplistic. True-false questions are easy to understand and score, but too many will cause problems in the long run. Odds are your suppliers will end up looking too similar if the bulk of responses fall into simple yes-no buckets. 4. Scoring is overly complex. On the other side, some scoring systems end up too complex to be reasonably applied. I've seen some questionnaires with score ranges from 1 to 20. On paper, this appears to allow for fine-tuned scoring. In reality, I challenge anyone to properly differentiate a score of 12 from 13. Now let's move into evaluating responses. 5. Questions from participants go unanswered. Your questionnaire may seem clear to you and your team, but chances are good that one or more participants either don't understand your intent or don't have the background information from you to properly answer. Every RFP should include chances for Q&A, either via email or through phone calls with the participants. If you don't provide this opportunity, responses will hinge on a lot of assumptions made by the participants. Enough assumptions and the end result may not align with your requirements at all. Six. Questions to participants go unasked. The same is true on the other end. If a response is unclear to the scorer, then clarification should be sought. Otherwise, the scorer is left to make assumptions of their own in order to interpret a response. 7. The wheat isn't separated from the chaff. Anyone who's ever scored a marketing RFP will be familiar with this concept. Ever read a 200-word reply to a question, only to realize at the very end the participant never actually gave a direct answer? Quantity does not equal quality. A detailed non-response is still a non-response. Finally, let's evaluate the scoring process. Number eight, clear criteria aren't provided to the scorers. Simply providing a scoring scale isn't enough. If you're asking for a score of one to five, be sure to provide concrete direction on what constitutes a one versus a two 
and a four versus a five, and any point in between. We wanna make sure that everybody scoring these RFPs has the same definition of what each point along our scale means. Number nine, too few scorers are included. The more stakeholders you involve in the scoring process, the less likely the results will be thrown by any one huge score discrepancy. The team involved in scoring responses should encompass both procurement and any stakeholders who would interact with the supplier or the products and services being procured. Number 10, score results are averaged blindly. As a counterpoint to the previous mistake, don't simply average all scores together at the end of the initiative. If you see any large discrepancies in scores, that may indicate that two or more scores viewed either the question or response, or both, differently. Use these big discrepancies as flags to ensure that everyone is on the same page and revise accordingly. Number 11, external factors influence results. Score only what is within the questionnaire. Don't award ghost points to an incumbent based on their years of service. Likewise, don't give an artificial boost to a hungry alternate just because they came in competitively on pricing. There will be time later to consider these outside elements. For now, stay focused on the specific questions and their responses. Number 12, internal factors influence results. Does this sound familiar? What, Dave's team gave these guys a nine? Don't worry about it, just give them a two to even things out. I wish I made this example up. I did not. I've worked with stakeholders who doctored their own scores to offset other scores that they disagreed with. Needless to say, this artificial tampering helps nobody. Number 13, scoring lacks consistency from one response to another. Here's a fun way to screw with your team. Give them a pop quiz by asking them to rescore one of their first questions right after they finish scoring all responses. I'd be willing to bet on the outcome. The scores won't match. Maybe by a little, possibly by a fair margin. When we're evaluating half a dozen or more participants by scoring potentially hundreds of questions, it's easy to get fatigued or change your mindset midway through. Many people like to score one participant fully, then move on to the next. I recommend scoring on a per-question basis instead. Take one question and score the response from each participant down the line. Repeat for the next question, so on, so forth. This way, you'll be in the same frame of mind to consider each response on the same standing. In short, do your RFP justice. You worked hard to develop it and marshal participants through it to the end. Before working through responses, sit down with your team and review your strategy for evaluating the results. Make sure everyone's on the same page when it comes to avoiding these unlucky 13 mistakes. You've been listening to the Source One podcast. For more strategic sourcing and procurement insights every day, visit our blog, The Strategic Sorcerer. Want to provide feedback or suggest a topic for a future episode? Let us know at prrequest at sourceoneinc.com. Thanks for listening.